Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, it's me, David, back again with Katura. She's one of our teachers at Spirit School of Ministry and Pastor Bob. Wait a minute. That's not Pastor Liz there? No, I don't think so. Um, I think she's somewhere else in this world. I think it is Pastor Liz. Wait a minute. Um, no, it's not. It's not. Okay. But okay. we do have Katura with us today. <laughs> Katura. Um, and she has been on the podcast before, so we're glad to have you back. Thank hey, you for thanks, David. having us with you as well as you with us. Okay. Well, let me start <laughs> us off on a less <laughs> awkward note than that. Uh, we're talking about testimonies today. Testimonies bearing witness to what God has done. Uh, why do you think testimony is important or is it? I think it's Profoundly important, mm, David. Yes, um, me too. Let me tell you how this all came about. Actually, we were yeah, talking about idea. testimonies, <laughs> and I was in a Bible study this week at some point, mm-hmm. and when we started talking and answering questions, and one of the ladies said, "We maybe we should just have a whole class where everyone just gives their testimony." Mm. And why is it important? Well, that's the only way we'll overcome. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the Bible <laughs> says. <laughs> wow, you're quote, quoting the Bible already. Quoting, quoting it already. Because I was in a Bible yes, study, yes, so, you know, yeah. nice. I'm studying it. Mm-hmm. Um, that will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and mm-hmm. the word of our testimony. So, Amen. if we're going to overcome, we got to we have to share our testimonies. What Sounds we, like a deal. And, you know, we're overcoming. I think a lot of times you're like, what is that referring to? It's, it's sin. It's the world. It's the challenges we face day to day, just being a human being. It's Satan, the attacks of the enemy. So there's a lot coming against us and somebody else's experience can strengthen us or maybe we kind of lost hope. Like maybe God can't move in this area of my life, but we hear that he moved in pastor Bob or in Keturah and we say, well, why wouldn't he move in my life in the same way? So just so, so you all listening, understand why we're doing this. It's not just so we could tell our story, even though, People have great stories, but um, so it'll strengthen you and give you the power to share your story as well, because um, that's one of the best. Yeah, I also like that uh, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about the testimony of the Lord is sure. And I realize in the Old Testament, when they're talking about the testimony of the Lord, they're talking about his commandments, his precepts, you know, mm-hmm. his word. Yeah. But I also like to have it do dual duty, and <laughs> it's a testimony. And yes. the testimony of the Lord, if we have a testimony of the Lord, it's sure. Mm-hmm. And it makes wise the simple, which is kind of amazing when you actually <laughs> think about it in those terms, because yeah. uh, it can. Act, I actually believe that a testimony can really turn a person's heart, yeah. turn them toward God, and make them wise, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know, yeah. will, means that they probably had to go through a little bit of the fear of the Lord in the process, and mm-hmm. lots of other things. So I think it, uh, testimonies yeah. hold a lot of power in them. It does. Yeah, I mean the the doctrine and the truth of the gospel. It speaks to the spirit and it speaks to the mind, but testimony, I think, really speaks to the heart. And it can reach somebody where, um, you know, doctrine or teaching might not directly reach them. But um, when I hear somebody else's heart, it, you know, it can it can be moved by that. So, yeah, yeah, um, I think I it's, want, it's really I, I'm powerful. I'm impressed mm-hmm. that uh, Katura, you know, was moved by just talking about testimonies like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask you a question, Katura. When's the last When's the last time you heard somebody's testimony? And what did it do for you? Um, The last time I heard someone's testimony was actually this Monday. And what it did for me was it, it took a situation that this gentleman had gone through Mm -hmm. and it completely um, 
it was a very tragic situation. He had lost his son mm. and it turned him <clears throat> to the Lord. And this was a man that was uh, very, he's very famous. He um, lost his son. He came to a point of death where he wanted to take his own death or his own life um, by committing suicide. And he cried out to the Lord. Wow. And the Lord saved him in that moment. Mm. And since then, he's completely uh, turned his life around to serve just the Lord. So um, just hearing something like that, you know, we all, one of my favorite scriptures, and some people have a hard time understanding this, is that that when Jesus told his disciples, in this world, you will have many tribulations. Mm -hmm. And then people just stop there. Oh, well, Jesus said, Mm -hmm. in this world, you'll have many tribulations. But then he says, fear not, or Mm -hmm. other translations say, don't worry, I've overcome the world. Yeah. I've overcome it all. So the Lord has promised that we're going to have mm-hmm. difficult things and situations in our life, but he also tells us you, you don't need to worry. You don't right. have to worry about it. So um, testimonies are, they're so powerful, like David was saying, because um, it's people telling their story mm-hmm. all through mankind. People have sat around and told stories. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone loves social media because they're in in people's business. They're (laughs) seeing what their story is. Uh, People magazine is one of the, you know, most sold magazine magazines probably in history because it's stories about people. People like to hear stories like Brad Pitt. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt. Like Brad Pitt. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's interested. I've never in read yeah. People magazine. I didn't <laughs> realize that. Neither what have I. It? But it's, yeah, in the, it's in the dentist, you know, oh, all the, the time, uh, the doctor's yeah. office. I'll have to run back to the dentist this week and see what it's like. Well, there you go. Wow. You'll be able to see it. And I'll have good teeth. <laughs> but it's called that. People, right? I mean, these are stories about people. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. One time someone told me, it was actually a prophetic word that I received, and it was, you're going to go through stuff, and if you can go through it, other people are going to look at you and say, hey, she went through that. I can go through that, too. So mm-hmm. um, I, we want to start with your testimony, Bob. We my wanna, testimony? Yeah, we want to hear. You mean my testimony this week? <laughs> no. Oh. You've <laughs> <laughs> been on vacation all week, right? I mean, had a great testimony this week, okay. actually. Well, yeah. I mean, because the testimony, I, I believe, like, a lot of times you ask somebody, well, what's your testimony? They immediately want to go back to the beginning mm-hmm. when they first came to Jesus and what happened, which uh, that's a wonderful testimony, and I'm very willing to share that with you. I think I will at some point in time today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, yeah. there's actually, you know, current testimonies too. You know, my wife and I went on a short vacation marriage seminar, and we never, mm-hmm. you know, we've never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, when I first did that, I, you know, signed up for it. I, you know, she kind of talked me into it because <laughs> I'm sure I didn't need anything. Yeah. And um, so she, you were doing good. Yes. And, and because we do marriage counseling, I, I yeah. just thought, well, maybe I can pick up some things on this, you know. You know, for I can someone get it, else. For, for others. Someone, not someone <laughs> for else. the sinners out there. <laughs> Educate, I can get education. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for the other people. Yeah. And uh, and then about a month ago, the Lord spoke to my heart and he's like, you need to go because you need to go. And I'm like, whoa. That, I'm like, God, that's, that's a little, <laughs> what's that? 
I'm like, God, that's a little brutal. <laughs> can, you make, like, can you ease that in? And I'm like, okay. And so I, I mentioned that to my wife. And so then my, like, my head was on straight better then. I was like, okay. So we went, we had a wonderful time, actually. The Lord really met both of us and uh, I think really realigned us in some ways. And so it was a, it's a tremendous testimony, actually, yeah. um, both f uh, to me and my wife, but I think to others also that, uh, you know, because we, granted, we are newlyweds. Mm. We've only been married almost a half a century, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so, um, uh, but even then, you know, God, you know, he he's working on you all the time. And mm -hmm. so he did a really wonderful work between us and a continuer work and, um, you know, his presence was there and we just had a wonderful time actually and with God and each other. And it was just, um, like I said, it was a testimony to me that God's faithful. Like when he spoke that to me, I was like, huh, right, God, <laughs> you know, really, <laughs> you know, and he, and he's like, no, you need this. And I didn't realize that, um, but I needed it. And I'm glad that he looks out for us. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's sometimes when people ask about a testimony, they want to go to the first testimony in their life, uh, you know, rather than maybe the more recent ones that are happening. Yeah. Um, and there's a yeah. lot of recent testimonies that, you know, uh, that where God just met us. I mean, you know, there's uh, in other ways. I'm giving you, I'm uh, dancing around your question because mm -hmm. I want you guys to answer a few things first before oh, I give my okay. beginning testimony. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, yeah. But the other night we were having a class with a group back east and, um, at, and it was a good class on Holy Spirit. And, and at the end, the Holy Spirit decided to visit us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and it was great because like right in the middle of the his visit, and it was at the very end, we had just stopped. We had begun to pray together and there was no like expectation. And then he showed up and it was crazy, you know, his presence and his um, favor and his kindness and his goodness. And and, I, you know, by the end of that, there wasn't like a dry eye and people were hmm. like, but there was a calmness of the Lord there too. It was, it went beyond the emotional aspect of it into hmm. like him, his presence and the settling of him being there. And it was interesting because it was awesome. all online, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, this happened. Because I have doubts about online stuff. I'm like, I don't know, sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, God showed up. Oh man, God showed up, and it's like, huh? That so that was a real testimony to me because I yeah. just was like, okay, God, you're you're a faithful God. Mm -hmm. so, I think it's so true. Is we got to have fresh testimonies. Uh -huh. like if you only have your one testimony, yeah. <laughs> that you say every single time, it's you know you're losing some, right. some of the warm bread and the the fresh uh -huh. manna that you you got to have. Um, yeah, I think that's that's key and. Um, you know, when I present the gospel to people, I, I will tell them how I got saved. But a lot of times I'll tell them like, hey, you know, the best thing I could say about Jesus is he's walked with me through every dark time in my life and he'll continue to walk with me. And that's my testimony of him. That's in, and I can give him a testimony of something he's teaching me that week or that he's mm -hmm. been teaching me the last month. And I think that sometimes shows so much to people that you have a living Walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, how we came to the Lord is very important too. Absolutely, so, yeah, and <laughs> we, I definitely, to, we definitely will talk about that. that but know. I wanted to hear yeah, yeah. some of your 
mm-hmm. recent testimonies too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, or we can do recent. Like I said, I believe our life is a testimony. And so I could go back, you know, five years, 10 years and give you testimonies that just stand out just Mm. sitting here today. If I guess if I gave it a lot of thought, there'd be a lot more, but the, um, just things along the way, like just now, just thinking of these, to see these snapshots of, Mm -hmm. wow, he did that. He was there. That's when, you know, that healing happened, that got that deliverance happened. And, uh, so what happened once a last one? Well, before I, before I say anything, um, just to touch on that, Mm -hmm. It's reminding ourselves to. Yeah. Remembering what the Lord has done for us, whether it was today or yesterday or five years <clears throat> ago, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, whatever it is. Um, I believe that with a testimony, when you share it, you're being reminded of what God did in your life. Yeah. And how, like you were saying, He's continually with you no matter what. And mm-hmm. He will walk with you through everything. Yeah. And that's such a gift. It's such a gift for yourself, but also to give to other people. Yeah. I also really uh, believe that there's a difference between talking about yourself <laughs> and testifying. Yeah. Because some people can just talk about themselves all day long. You can have a conversation with someone and they didn't hear a single thing you said <laughs> because they were just thinking about how they were going to respond mm-hmm. next or what they were going to say mm-hmm. or how that affected them. And then just talk about themselves. But with a testimony, when you're testifying, man, you're testifying about the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. Every day. And so um, I think that's just so much, so much more powerful than yeah. just talking about yourself. That reminds me of something that happened to me yesterday. <laughs> uh, you're the closest yeah. to him, so you get to nail him in the arm every time he does that. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, it's so true. You know, uh, when you said it brings a remembrance, Mm -hmm. um, immediately what went through my mind when you said that just instantly is I'm thinking about like, uh, like especially, you know, Hebrews and stuff, they get around and they have the feast, right? What the feast of Israel were, were remembrances, Mm -hmm. you know, really, I think at their essence and maybe more the most essential thing was their it brought to remembrance. They would recall uh, what God had done and his power. And uh, and so when you were saying that, when you said a remembrance, I just could see pe- us as well as people of old just sitting around a table and, and talking about the, the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, like mm-hmm. what he's done. Like that's such an intense testimony. Like mm-hmm. remember he delivered us out. He yes. brought us in. He fed us when we were hungry. He healed us when we were sick. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, that, I mean, it builds your faith and it keeps you in remembrance of Him. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's that's you're you're bringing Him again into the uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when we we take the Lord's Supper, the one of the things that you know always uh, comes to my mind with that is you know when you know I believe it's in the Amplified it does a pretty good job of it and it. It says, you know, when you, when you take this, you call me um, affectionately unto you. Mm-hmm. you re- there's a recall uh, affectionately. And so God is like, he's wanting to be invited back into your uh, conversation. And it's not about you. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. about us and him. And um, it, it's, a, it's a, that conversation actually, I believe it is. It invokes him. It, it, it's calling him. It's, it's a matter of fact, affectionately going, come on, 
God, we're talking about you, mm-hmm. you know? So now it's like, I'm here. That's why two or more gathered, you know, he's in the midst of them. Yeah. We're talking about him. Yeah. I mean, he would, he's like, mm, this looks interesting. What's going on here? <laughs> they remembered me. <laughs> they, they stopped talking about themselves long enough. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> Uh, so did you want us to share fresh testimonies? Yeah, do that. So I had one crazy thing happen to me in Uganda a couple weeks ago when I was there. Oh, yeah. Um, a few weeks before I went to Uganda, I was asking God what I should be teaching to the high school group because my wife and I are the high school leaders. And he said, consider the ravens. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I started doing a Bible study on ravens, how they were unclean birds, but they brought food to the prophet Elijah mm-hmm. and Um, There was so many things about them. Jesus said, consider how the father provides for the ravens. And there are all these truths. And um, I was like, man, I might share some of this on my trip to Uganda when I go next week. But I need to look up and see if they even have ravens in Uganda. (laughs) So they're going to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Maybe they have an eagle instead or something. So I, I Google ravens Uganda. And the first thing that comes up is this ministry, ravens Uganda. I'm like, oh, okay. I click on it. I go there and I see this guy, African guy with a you know american lady next to him and they're like we started this ministry from the slums of uganda Um, we bring kids out we get them trade education we get them computers we give them actually like a career i'm like oh this is really cool i'll never see these people ever (laughs) and i just (laughs) i close it and i'm on the second week of the africa trip i've like forgotten about this um and we go to a church one of the last days of the trip and i walk into the pastor's office and there's this whole um, billboard in there that says Ravens Uganda. And it's the guy. It's the African guy that I saw on the, the website. And I just go, what? Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And everyone's looking at me like I lost my mind because I'm like, nobody knows. And I said, I explained the whole story to him. And the guy's like, you are supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. God has sent you here. And like, he was so excited about it. Um, and I, the guy's awesome, Pastor Abel. He's got a great ministry, and um, you know, I, I shared that testimony at our meeting, and I said, "Hey, you know, we're the the weird, unclean birds. We're the weird ravens that have come to you guys, but we're bringing, you know, bread to the prophet, and so we didn't come empty-handed. And uh, people came forward for us to lay hands upon them, and you know, God was really moving, and He was really touching people through that because wow. it's just you can't make that stuff up. That God is sovereign. Yeah, every step that you take, every click." that you make on the computer. That could be bad news for someone, but um, it could also be good news. Every, everything that you do, everything you do is coordinated in his plan for, for his ultimate glory. And all your steps are ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, all your steps are ordered. You're not out of position Like if you submit your life to the Lord. So um, that was one of the coolest ones. I have a couple other That's ones, a but that was a testimony. cool recent one. You know, oh, It wow. kind of blew my mind when it happened. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's one of those things where you go where you go oh wait yeah god's real i do believe. i've been telling I people believe. i believe i've been telling totally people he's real for a while <laughs> <laughs> i've been telling people he's real i guess he actually is yeah. that is perfect but it was weird man wow so, that's all i can say about it it was weird it's weird yes <laughs> you know, yes i'm like because there's 40 million weird. people in uganda like how many churches, how many it's ministries, just coincidental. how could that be? Like, it it's coincidental. Just, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> that's but, um, yeah, not to make it all uh, about me. Do you guys have any, any fresh, uh, testimonies that you, you have had? It doesn't have to be, um, a missionary testimony, but you guys have anything? Yeah, I think we have, I have, we have them all the time. We just need to be aware of what God is doing in our life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, we, 
Let's see. We are coming up on a year of a year anniversary of purchasing a business. Mm-hmm. And leading up to that purchase mm-hmm. a year ago, it was a really hard time. It was a lot of work to get there. It was a lot of uh, preparation. It was a lot of trusting the Lord, trusting my husband, who's my business partner. It was, uh, it was hard. It was difficult. And before we went in to go sign these papers, I heard the Lord tell me, I'm giving you a little, but I'm going to give you more. And I was just like, okay, like, let's just get through today right now. And uh, so that was a year ago. And over the course of a year, he's uh, multiplied that decision um, three times now. So three other business or two other businesses were purchased. So we purchased one and we ended up at the end of the year um, having purchased three. And it was just like we had to take that step of faith for him to prove himself even greater. And it was just like, okay, like this is okay, God, I trust you. And this is trusting you is um, in this is my testimony because you were so faithful and you met me beyond my, my belief. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that was, that's when Kurt went for me. That's a wonderful one. Takes a lot of faith. Those are really good current <laughs> ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? Oh, oh wait, you gave, you kind of gave a recent, one. I gave one. Yeah. The recent one, I, I'm going to go back a little bit now mm-hmm. only because I just remembered something. <laughs> like it rose is laughing. God answered it. your prayer for a daughter-in-law. That was a major. <laughs> yes. Melissa? He's <laughs> off. It's Katura for those of those watching those of you watching. Yes, Katura is my daughter in law. That was a major miracle answering to me, like, you know. But um yeah, last night I uh was teaching a class at the end of the class, one of the people in class came up and said, Bob, I, I want to get together with you. I want to hear your testimony of when, uh, so I was in this accident many years ago, maybe 20, 25, forgotten how long. It, it was a pretty bad head injury, so I don't remember anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, and, I, and I said, yeah, I'd like to. Well, it turns out they had been in an accident just recently, a very severe one, and oh, came yeah. out mm-hmm. with no problems at all. Like they didn't get hurt, but they totaled the car. It could have been death, right? And um, but I was remembering that testimony, and uh, so I'll I'll tell you that one. If you know, I'm, you've probably heard. You guys have heard it. Maybe people haven't. I don't know. But um, I was um, uh, I'm driving down the Bay Area early one morning, and uh, I do engineering consulting, and uh, as my side gig, <laughs> and uh, I was bringing some equipment down to a company down there that I had designed and built for them. Uh, for a company I worked for up here at the time. And uh, the along the way, I decided there were two, uh, you know, large trucks in front of me, uh, actually both very large trucks, for, you know, 40 foot long each. And um, they, um, they were like right behind each other going in front of me about 60 miles an hour. And it's early in the morning and it's a little bit foggy out too. Not bad, just some. And so I decide, oh, I'm just going to pass them. So I go around one, and I get between the two of them, and I'm in this tiny little car called a Colt. 
that thing is a little Cracker Jacks box, okay, <laughs> with wheels on the side. Yeah. And so uh, I'm between these two trucks, and um, all of a sudden, you know, the one behind me, he comes like right up to me. And I'm like, I don't like it here. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to go around this next one. So I pull out and go around and I get about halfway between, you know, the front wheels and the back wheels of this trailer. And I realized that I happen to be on a turn. You know, you shouldn't be on a turn when you're passing ever. That's it's true. If you're making notes. This is a test. <laughs> this is the testimony of the Lord will is sure and will make you wise if you listen to this. So um, I'm probably going about 65, 70 at the time, and all of a sudden there are, there's a truck in front of me. It's a you know big pickup t- trucks like one ton. You know it's it's just big and it's in my lane right in front of me, and there's no place for me to go. You know over there it's like going under a couple of semis that didn't look too inviting and then on this side there's a mountain so i'm like hmm this is the rock and hard place right here this is it you know and uh so at that moment the car the truck in front of me started to swerve into the lane of these trucks and i was like oh lord the first you know everything slows down when this kind of stuff happens by the way you know like time like stops almost Mm -hmm. so i can remember each specific thing and i was like oh lord I've just killed this guy. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, and I'm probably heading for the brakes at this point, I think, but it's so quick. Um, uh, All of a sudden, uh, this hand hits me on the back of my head like this, just like, now I had hair at the time, so it felt a lot different. And uh, he, this, the Lord speaks it's one of the couple of times i've ever actually heard the audible voice of the lord which is a little bizarre because it is a little bizarre <laughs> to say the least at least for me it was maybe for some people it's not but the uh when it happened for me he spoke like to my whole body at once like i can't i know that sounds a little ethereal but like everything in me received his voice yes. immediately which was a little crazy and he said which you know sort of comforting it's like this is going to be serious, but you will not die. That's what, that's all he said. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> throw me another bone guy, you know? And at that moment, the wheel spins out of my hand. It goes whoop, like this. And I'm just like, I'm not driving anymore. You know, like Jesus take the wheel is like, it's a little bizarre mm-hmm. saying, but that's what happened there. And um, he, uh, we're going there. And uh, we're driving along, and and it's just me. Well, I'm saying we because God was there. <laughs> and um, the wheel spins out of my hand, and all of a sudden my car starts to swerve toward those trucks, which I guess gives this guy a little hope, so he comes back in, in the lane. And the next thing, the next thing, the car, the lights of that truck, and it's a big truck, it's bigger than me, are like right there. They're... Two feet, I could touch them. They're right there. And the next thing I know, I'm stopped uh, in the middle of the road. The trucks are down the road, stopped, and a uh, the, the truck drivers are trying to get me out of the car. I guess I've been knocked out. I did. I had a concussion, all sorts of weird stuff. And, um, you know, I'm like, <laughs> for me, it was like, 
in a serious accident, it's better not to move. <laughs> That's a, actually, it was like a commercial went through my mind. I know, I know this sounds funny, but it was funny. It sounded funny to me, and I'm thinking it. It's and 10 I'm, o'clock. Do you know where your children right, are? That kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and I'm like, the heck with this. Someone's going to come around the corner and kill me, right? So I start to try to get out of the car, and they're trying to pull the door open. It won't open. Uh, I'll tell you why in a second, but... So I climb over the, it was a stick shift, like time, climb over the stick shift. As I'm on the way out, I'm like, huh, hey, geez, there's like rocks in my mouth. <laughs> well, it turned out it was my windshield. Um, so I had gone through the windshield, the, the side uh, window and through the post that holds the windshield, like busted it out and the windshield and back in, I didn't have a seatbelt on at the time. We didn't do seatbelts. Yeah. So many things here. So, so many, many things to learn. So much wisdom. <laughs> so many things. So now when yeah. I recall this, you go, you can depend on the Lord saving you through an accident like that, or you know, you can be smart. <laughs> Whatever you want to do here. This should be a good testimony for somebody. But yeah. then um, they, you know, I I find out later that it's all this glass in my mouth and in my face, and I'm bleeding everywhere. There's, you know, mm-hmm. I get like a hundred and 70 stitches all through my face and eyes and mouth and nose and all sorts of stuff. And uh, they pulled me out and put me on the back of the pickup truck. The pickup truck has virtually run through my car. Like, the, I'm looking at my car, which is like there in the middle of the road, and it's like, that whole, it's gone. That side's like, that's why I couldn't open the door or anything. I didn't realize, you know, because you're out. And uh, they put me on that put pickup truck, and a few strange things start to occur. First of all, every single person that comes to my attention there is filled with the Holy Spirit and starts to pray in tongues over <laughs> me. And though, like the the guy who I ran into, a nurse happens to pull up. <laughs> She's a spirit filled woman. A friend of mine pulled up. And they're having like a prayer meeting over me and I'm just bleeding all over the place and it's a little crazy. And the strangest thing happened. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the end of this pickup truck by now that, you know, you know, the uh, ambulance has come those, and they're wrapping my head, trying to stop the bleeding and all that. And um, I'm looking down and a police officer walks up to me and I can only see like from, you know, here his, you know, chest down and he says, uh, Mr. Wilkin, or he starts asking me questions, you know, okay. And he goes, and I'm looking and on his, uh, on here on his uh, uniform where his name is, it says Christ. That's all it says. And I'm like, huh, okay. No, you know, no big deal. Right. And he asked me some questions and then leaves. And then when they haul me off to the uh, hospital, I'm in the, you know, emergency room and, you know, they start the whole, you know, x-rays and all sorts of, like I had a concussion and kind of, kind of felt like I was dying because I think I was. Uh, and um, another police officer comes in and he's like, oh, Mr. Wilkin, I have some questions. I go, well, I did talk to some other police officer, you know, he asked some questions too. And he goes, um... What other police? There were no other police officers there. And, he, and I go, well, you know, Officer Christ. Anyway, uh, I'm like, um, really? <laughs> I go, uh, he was there talking to me. And uh, 
the whole time I could hear the word just going through my mind. The whole time uh, when they put me up on the back of this truck, wrapping me up, the whole time. A friend of mine came to me and he's praying for me and he goes, are you okay, Bob? Can you hear? And I go, really clear all of a sudden. I'm hearing him. Just I'm hearing the word just speak to my life. And so a couple of strange things happened there. My wife the next day or you know, the day after goes to, to the salvage yard to pick up the equipment that was in my car because they would not release it to my employee that I employer that I had. And uh, she goes in and <laughs> walks in and the, the guy in the salvage yard goes, uh, um, Miss, Mrs. Willick, oh yeah, it's back here. It's in the car, you know. He he goes. I'm so sorry for your loss, and she goes, "What loss?" <laughs> he goes, "Well, your husband, you know, <laughs> you know." And this, and he and he goes, she goes, "He didn't die. He's fine. He's home now." And the guy goes, "No, <laughs> just like that." <laughs> and I goes, "No, no." He goes, "No, no." We pick up truck uh, cars like this, and he goes, "When you go through that post, you don't live. They don't live." And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a testimony to my wife, a testimony mm-hmm. to some people around me. It was a testimony to me not to be stupid <laughs> in those wow. areas. But yeah, I know, kind of a strange yeah. old testimony. It was very long. I'm sorry I took so yeah. much time. But yeah, God, yeah. you know, like God did that. Like I, from beginning to end, and like I said, that... The things that like really impressed me about that was him speaking to me yeah. and speaking to my like and I like I said I can't put this exactly in the words. Someday maybe I'll try to write it out like in your book. Yeah, something like that. But um but how your whole being responds to his voice. Yeah. When it, it I don't know. I don't know if that's what happens to everybody who when they get the audible voice of God. Mm-hmm. But this was like boom. All at once. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's awesome. I mean, outside yeah. of not to diminish the fact that you heard the audible voice of God, I mean, did that. And just... I was stupid. <laughs> Let's go on record with that. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to push you a little bit. Like how, mm-hmm. how did you come out of that? Did it change you coming out of that experience? Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, a lot of things happened in and around me during that time. It took it took a good month or two to heal, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd wake up with fevers and, you know, and things like that. But um, there were people who would walk around me. Like, God, I was in the, okay, I was in the bubble of the Lord. That's the only way I can explain it. It's the term I'm going to use because that's the only way I can explain it. And there were people that very good friends that I had at the time that would, you know, come around and go, Hey, uh, can we just stand by you? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. Why? <laughs> you know, and they go, you know, cause of him. And he was just present. He was like enveloping my body. Uh, cause I think I should have died is what it pr- probably came down to. Um, I mean, yeah. it was, you know, it was as bad as it could get, it, you know, and, and there have been people much, much worse that, you know, broken stuff. That was the other thing. I didn't break anything to speak of except my schnoz. 
<laughs> my delicate little. <laughs> Maybe that absorbed most of that the impact. Absorbed most of it. That, you know, flesh and blood did not show you this, David. <laughs> my schnoz yeah. went through that windshield. No wonder. <laughs> the days before airbags. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, I think it began a, um, uh, you know, now you're getting personal, you know, asking that kind of question, but a, 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 an interesting softening into the pride of my life uh, on a whole crazy level that took a long time to actually, um, I think it's still working. It's still, it's, it's still a work, work in progress, but uh, over. You did go to a marriage seminar. So. Yeah, I know. I'm still yielding a little, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, there was a, definite pride in my life at the time that um was a uh, super pride <laughs> and uh, in so many ways um and uh he he began like chipping away at that mm. and he started there he kind of like you know like it's kind of like you soften up the meat <laughs> and then you know before you put it on the grill that's yeah. kind of what started to happen in my life and um yeah it just went on from there gotcha. and um I think he's ready to turn me over to the other side now and cook the other side. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're halfway through. I don't know. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just being honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well done. So he's flipping. Mm -hmm. I could have gone with medium rare yeah. <laughs> or raw. But <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you got, David? And, Ketura, formerly in Liz. Terms, in terms of what? What type of testimony should I give? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> we what want do you want all. from me? We want what all of you. Put me on the stand here <laughs> yes. to, give, to give testimony. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how many testimonies I've already shared on this podcast, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating anything. But, um, yeah, just I could just talk about, in general, my testimony. Would that be Okay. Yeah. With you? We're, right. so, we're not your judge. <laughs> no, I know. Um, and I always think it's important that a testimony is a testimony to God's grace, not just a testimony about like how far we've come as individuals. I think sometimes it can kind of draw attention to the person and it really isn't that it's just, it's who God is. Um, that's definitely the case for me because, um, you know, God's made me into something that I never was naturally. And I was always, you know, I guess my testimony in one sentence could be, I used to be a very sinful nerd and now I'm a forgiven nerd. You know, that, that could be amen. like in one sentence, my testimony. Amen. There's a lot of um, amens going on. People listening to this like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I always grew up as a very like shy nerd kid. I was like, um, didn't make friends that easily and didn't have a lot of confidence and, um, that's really my personality is a, is an in, introvert. Like I don't really like to talk to people that much, you know, I'd rather be by myself. Um, so anything that you see in me of like teaching or talking to people or reaching outside myself is completely from God. So that's, or that's one podcasts. testimony. Yeah. Something like this, you know, yeah. would be, it wouldn't be my wheelhouse in the natural you yeah. would say. Um, but really just like God's just mm -hmm. been with me. Like I said before, like he's walked with me through, every hard time I've ever had. Um, I was, I prayed to receive Jesus when I was a kid. Um, it became real to me a couple years after my father passed away. 
I had sort of lost my faith. I wouldn't say I lost my belief in God and God's existence, but I lost my belief in the goodness of God. Mm. And I didn't, I just didn't think it was fair that bad things happen to good people. And I'm sure a lot of people can (laughs) relate to that. And it's something that every believer has to wrestle with. It's not, there's no silver bullet to that. I can't give you the theological reason why you should get over it. You know, (laughs) because there are theological reasons why you should get over it, but you have to wrestle through that. Um, So I was on like a long type of wrestle with the Lord, Um, but he gave me purpose. Like I remember I was at a, a summer camp and I had been, I had dropped out of college and I was, I was in depression. I couldn't get a job. I was just like doing nothing with my life for like a year and a half or so. Um, and I got a job, a summer job at, at Hume Lake, which is a Christian camp. Um, and I didn't even believe in the goodness of God. I just needed a job. <laughs> so I was up there and they were doing an orientation of, Hey, here's what we're going to tell the campers when they come up or tell them the gospel. We're going to tell them, you know, God became a man. He loves them. He laid down his life in Jesus through the cross and he forgives them. And he rose again to give them a new life, new purpose. And I heard the guy say it and he said it kind of monotone. He was like, we're going to tell him, you know, (laughs) and I was like, I I heard him say it. And I was like, wow, I'm going to live for that. And it just completely like the Holy Spirit just turned on the light within me. And I was like, okay, everything else is pretty much meaningless. Like any, any bad thing could happen to any person. Life is short. Um, there's a lot of things we don't understand, but I understand we have a creator. We're created for a purpose. Um, and, you know, God still has a, something for me. And that was all I needed to like keep going. Um, and from that, that point, the Lord rebuilt my life very slowly. He gave me ministry opportunities and job opportunities and friends through the church. I never really had like a, circle of friends that wasn't based on sports, you know, so I got to actually know people as individuals in within the body of Christ. And, um, yeah, just, um, going more out of myself into like evangelistic opportunities that were way outside my comfort zone. Um, and, and just like the Lord's always stretching me. He's, he's always challenging me with something that is just not my, my preference to do. (laughs) He's like, you know, this is, this is in the word, what, what you need to do. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't like that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Um, I'm lazy. Like I'm a procrastinator. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have all the excuses in our flesh. Um, but man, like the Lord has just walked with me through, through a lot of stuff. Um, my biggest struggle was pornography. I got into that when I was at a young age and, um, I never thought I could get out. I was even, I was even locked in that as a minister and, in the early days of being a pastor, I would still go to that in my lowest points. And the Lord um, really just convinced me of how much that was hurting the people around me and how much it was hurting my relationships and it was hurting his heart. I was able to see how much it hurt his heart when I shared it with my girlfriend at the time, um, what my sin was. And I was able to see how much it hurt God. Um, and that sort of fear of the Lord, and just it, it gave me the boost that I needed to to seek deliverance, you know, to seek prayer, to seek accountability. And I've walked free of that for several years now, over six years now, I've been completely, completely free of that, which had controlled my life for almost two decades um, before. And so um, just there's nothing that the Lord can't get you out of. That would be like my testimony. Um, Even if it's a personality issue or even if it's a sin issue, um, Hmm. there's nothing that he won't get you out of. He's not going to give up on you. Uh, he'll walk with you, you know, um, and he's just, he's the best friend that you could ever have. 
Um, and you know, sometimes people tell a testimony and they're like, you know, my life was terrible and I was addicted. I was a, a lecherous worm of a person. And then I found Jesus and now everything's good. You could be like me now. If you follow Jesus, you could be like me. Um, and that's definitely not my testimony because life is still hard after becoming a Christian. And I still face a lot of things, um, that are from the flesh and from the world and the devil. And, um, there's still a lot of pride, like Bob mentioned that he's constantly pulling my pride up in front of me. He's like, what, what about this thing right here? <laughs> like, oh, you know, so there's, there's always this continual growth, but he's not going to change that. That would probably be like my testimony that I would want to change. Want to, want to share with people is that, um, who Jesus is, is the same yesterday, today and forever. He'll, he'll never be, he'll never forsake you. You know, um, those are a few things I just wanted to share. Like I could, go into more detail on other testimonies, but that's in a nutshell what I've, how I came to be where I'm at as a forgiven nerd a today. Forgiven nerd. <laughs> so, I don't know if anybody else wants to go. Oh man. That was my, wow. Thing, my thing there. Wow. That's and cool. I actually have a family now and like I'm a functional human. That's a great, it's, it's, it's a miracle. God. Yeah. <laughs> Some, somewhat functional. Well, I want to hear how Keturah came to Jesus. <laughs> how I, I want to yeah, hear your testimony. Yeah. Oh, there's so, you know, we all have so many things that God has worked in and through us and out of us and around us. And, yeah. um, but thanks. Thank you both for your transparency and mm -hmm. um we'll just end there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool sounds good it's great <laughs> um well i think you know i'm just i'm really grateful to the lord because every every person's walk every person's testimony is as unique to them as your fingerprint mm -hmm. right and we can um we can learn so much from each other and we can grow so much from each other, but God is such a personal God and Jesus is such a personal savior and Holy spirit is such a personal friend, mm -hmm. um, that walks with us that it doesn't matter what you go through. If you are walking with him, he's, he's with you always. Like David was saying, um, there's, there's been a number of different points in my life. I think where God has, uh, just very, directly address, uh, address stuff in my life. And usually it's, uh, it's through some, some form of trial, some form of, um, affliction or, um, mm -hmm. I've been really fortunate to not have a lot of tragedy in my life though. I can say that, mm -hmm. um, personal tragedy or losing someone, which, you know, I'm grateful for, I'm very thankful for. Um, but mm -hmm. you know, for me, I think one of the biggest, the most pivotal points in my walk was when my oldest son was born. Mm. And, um, it's interesting the day that he was two weeks late. And so we didn't really know what was going on with him. He hadn't dropped into the birth canal. And so, um, we were actually up here doing a prayer meeting mm. for, I think it was an election or something. So we we're meeting in the morning, we were fasting and praying. And I remember being there praying one morning with the church and I went to walk out of the building because they were going to induce labor that day. And as I was walking out, the Lord said this to me, he said, this is not going to be easy. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Like I just, 
I stopped there. I was like, okay, like, I don't know what that means, but okay. Like, I'm, Could you make it easy? Yeah. <laughs> I have faith and I believe. Yeah. And, um, this is time for a longer discussion, <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, same thing. I was like, I just spent all this time. It's like seven in the morning and we're here praying and yeah. um, let's make this easier, right? <laughs> also, we believe in mm. uh, the life method here in our church where you can have a baby and you can do it uh, painlessly and it's, um, a beautiful thing and it's a miracle. And I've heard many testimonies of that happening, yeah. um, throughout the, you know, throughout my life. And so I was walked out of there like, okay, like we'll see, we'll see what that means. So we went to the hospital, they induced labor, like nothing was happening. Nothing, nothing, nothing. They put me on Pitocin, which is Not like, uh, a, a drug from hell. Um, and I was on that for 24 hours. So it's in, in total, I was in labor for 36 hours. And during that time, the, the best way that I can describe it is I felt like an onion, like where God was just like peeling layers off of me. And I was just like in, in his presence with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband was there with me and we were praying and, you know, worshiping and, um, there was a point where like contractions are supposed to go up to like a 10 and come down to like nothing and then go back up to a 10 and come back down to nothing. These ones would go up to a 10 and come down to an eight and then go back up to a 10 and then go down to like a four. They go, I was, I went like 24 hours without any rest except for being in the rest of the Lord. Like I was yeah. just in his presence. Um, it was hard. It was like really hard, but there was times where he would, he would just meet me through that whole thing. Like something would come up, like the baby's heart rate was dropping and we'd pray and his heart rate would come back up or um, my oxygen level was going down and then we'd pray and my oxygen levels would come back up. But it was it was the most intense um, 24 hours of peeling away is the best way that I can explain it that God did in my life. And honestly, I would do it again. Mm-hmm. If there was something that he wanted to remove from my life, I would, I would go through it again because my life had was changed that much from when I walked in to when I walked out of that hospital. Wow. Um, so the, and there's, you know, been other times in my life where I had just those intense times with the Lord and, um, the pivotal point in there in that time with it during the birth was, um, the Lord just brought me to a complete place of surrender with him. It was like the final layer was like, I just had to say, all right, okay, I can't do anything about this. I, I don't have the faith enough to, to, to ask you to come and just bring this baby painlessly and not have to go through any of this. I don't have that. All I have right now is just to say, okay, I, I give this to you. I give it all to you. I give this baby to you. I give everything to you. So we went through that labor and then it went to go, we ended Mm. up doing an emergency C-section. And same thing, we went into the operating room. They put a, um, they put a, a shot in your back to numb from the waist down. And so we, they did the shot and I was sitting there and, um, I can remember it going in and then they lay you back, they start draping you and I felt my hands go numb. And I was like, that's really weird. Like Mm. my hands are numb. 
And then I felt them tingle. And then I felt this warmth just kind of go up my body. Well, they didn't put a blocker for this drug to go down my spine instead of up my spine. And so I went numb from the waist up. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong direction. Wrong direction. And so I'm laying there, and now I can't move from the waist up, but I can feel everything from the waist down. And so um, they come over, they start dressing the whole situation, and um, I start moving my legs because, like, no one's paying attention to the fact that I can't talk, like, I'm starting to labor and breathing, just like all this different stuff. And the doctor finally looks at me and is like, can you, can you talk? And I'm just looking at him like, I can't anything like, and now the baby's in distress, just all this stuff. So long story short, they just knocked me out completely to take the baby because the spinal had gone up instead of down. I would have felt everything like, so mm. it's just like all these little things that happened. Um, so they put me under, they took the baby out. He was totally fine and healthy and is like one of the best people I know on the planet now. And, um, Mm -hmm. and just like God (laughs) just brought me through, through all of that, you know, and changed me in a way. There's nothing, there's nothing like, uh, like a test like that, that can change you. Yeah. Like that's, and that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause like, like I said, Jesus said, there's going to be, uh, tribulation there's going to be trial but fear not i've i've overcome the world wow that's awesome and what would you say was the main thing you did take away from it that you would go through it again to get that takeaway i would go through it again um to be closer to him Mm -hmm. to be like him to uh be stripped of that pride Mm -hmm. that really is what what it comes down to right he's just stripping us of pride yeah wow Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob, you didn't have to give your full testimony today, but another day. <laughs> He's safe for another day. You're safe for another day. <laughs> we'll oh, have you, maybe the we'll F- have you and Liz do it oh, on another Oh, good. One. The FBI won't be yeah. at my door tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you and Liz can both give yours on another, another day, and that'll be good. But wow. um, yeah, that's, that's a powerful testimony, and... You know, I think the Bible does say, remember the Lord, remember his laws, his statutes, his rules, and his testimonies. And as we call these to mind, like when I recall these to my mind, I I think, wow, God has been so faithful every step of my journey with him. And the enemy loved to just cover that up, Mm -hmm. cover up that history. And if you can get stuck in your pain, you get stuck in offenses, all you look at is the latest thing and you think, oh, well, where's God? And you think, oh, what? What is this worth it? Where is this going? But all we have to do is pull that veil back just a little bit and you start to uncover Mm -hmm. day by day, week by week, Mm -hmm. you'll see his faithfulness. If you go back, maybe a journal will help you if if you're listening to this, maybe asking others their testimony. This would be a great pursuit for you to also have in your life is to pursue the testimony and to actually write the testimony, make it secure, make it sure, write it on your heart um, and let it get you through those times that you feel um, that maybe the Lord isn't as close because in him we live and move and have our being. He's always so close. He's always watching over our steps. Um, so thank you for joining us in this time. Father, I pray your blessing over everyone that's listening. Yes, Lord. And I pray that you would help them overcome through the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, that they would not love their life even unto the death, 
but that you would bring the humility of Jesus into us and cast pride away. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.